1: Logan, the Fantasy Gaming League continues to roll on for 2024. Two more games to get to today. One impact in your competition with Mr Paper and one just sitting in the Grand Prix. Let's start with the more interesting one and it's Paper's Persona 3 Reload which came courtesy of Mr Adcock. So he's actually got Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth on the horizon and now Persona 3 Reload which has scored. He could be on on course for the MVP here, Adcock. An 89 at the moment, and who knows what Final Fantasy Rebirth is expecting? But probably an 85 plus you'd expect. So, has he turned it around finally after being the butt of all jokes for many years?
0: Well, you pick good games, you get yeah, you get it, good scores. It
1: can be that simple. It really can. Like,
0: you know, when you've got Alaskan Truck Simulator getting wheeled out in some years, it's. You know, you're asking for trouble, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at some of these games, Persona 3, I know we discussed all this at the beginning of the year, around yeah. there's always that element of doubt, can they do this, can they do that? But odds are usually on that they will, um, and they resonate well. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think he, you'd expect Final Fantasy to be higher 80s, really... As you say, 85 is probably the the low mark that you'll get. Anything else is, is is likely to be higher than that. So, yeah, I think some good scoring games, but it can be that simple at times. Where if you put those well thought of franchises in that largely score well, you're odds on to get another one.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not it's not rocket science at the best of times, but people do make a hash of it. Um, I will, I will always say the back end of that Grand Prix is tough because you're just left with not a lot. You know, the, the, your first few should be good, mm. and, and there should be no excuses for those. But when you get to that back half, it does get it does get tricky. And Sammons, which we'll get mm. onto a bit later, has managed to secure what I'd call a decent score at number ten because who knows what you're left with down at the when you get to the 50s and whatnot. But Persona 3 Reload in 89, that goes into Paper's team to join Tekken 8 on a 90. Sitting on 179, average of a 90, versus your 267, average of 89. You've got three games versus the two. So it's nice and mm-hmm. nice and tight, which I think is how we like it. I'm sure you'd rather just walk away into the sunset like you did last year, but Paper adamant that he's going to try and pull this back. Um, Persona 3 Reload in itself... I'm somewhat relieved. I was a bit concerned because I think I expressed this on the draft show that this this had a lot of work to be done to bring it up to modern standards, in particular mm. with the, the dungeons and whatnot. And I felt that could really drag it. Not disaster zone, I'm not talking like 60s, mm. but I thought they there could be a time people look at this and say, yeah, this hasn't aged well at all. Mm despite all these other bits you've done, you've made it look nicer, but the core structure of it is a bit of a pain mm-hmm. in the arse. But to see it sit on an 89 is 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 pleasing. Now, it was only two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and I can't remember, I've lost track of time, that I said, got this roadmap, and it goes Cyberpunk 2077, then Persona 3 Reload, then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Well, we're sitting here with Persona 3 Reload out on Game Pass, so that's where I was going to play it, but also available on other platforms. And I'm nowhere close to finishing Cyberpunk. So we're in a pickle because I've got a choice to make. Do I stick to the roadmap, potentially putting back Final Fantasy VII Rebirth when that comes early March? Or do I just say, look, Persona 3 Reload, maybe that has to wait until after Final Fantasy. And immediately, I My mean, really intentions think, have been
0: stashed yeah. weeks. I think or. you overcomplicate it for yourself. I really do because...
1: There's nothing it's complicated. Simple. Just play one at a time, and play it when they come
0: out, Done. Yeah, but it's it's to play it when they come out that's wow. doing you. It's to play it when you want, play what you want when you want is Nothing. the main. You want to play anything? Well, you, you do what? sometimes fall into that trap, wow. but that's fine as well. Like you don't, because then if you force yourself to play stuff that you're not hundred percent, yeah, that fucking didn't. Yeah, you you fucking ate it, and it's torture, and it's like, why am I doing this to myself? There's no needs to do it. Like right. you get to a point with some bits where you go, right? Well, I'm far enough down that rabbit hole where I want to see it off, and that's fine. But like. I think you get yourself in a paralysis of analysis. I like that. Analysis paralysis, where you're just constantly planning and never doing. And I'm not saying you're not doing that, but you wow. get yourself caught up in this this loop of trying to figure out, do I drop this, where's that? Oh, but the roadmap that I created, the plan. And it's like, fuck the plan. But you have to plan mind. at some point.
1: you Things nah. slip through the cracks. Yeah.
0: No. I think... Like you're in a very fortunate position where you got the time and the resources and everything to do that. Um Many people don't have either of those. So they can, I think you're in a unique ish position, not unique as in you're the only one, but only you can literally just look at, <coughs> I've got a calendar on this. And it's like, you're, you've got this like digital calendar, I suspect in Excel or saying where you're mapping it all out and you got all this stuff. And it's like, I'll keep an eye on it. That's what I'll say. All I would say to you is, if you want to play Persona, play it. Like, and then because you'll get the most out of it because you've got the the drive and the want to play it. Rather than if you put something in the middle of it, then all you want to do is get that game done and out of the way, so it's not blocking you getting onto something else. And I think that's where you can get snarled up. Where
1: it's a problem is that Persona Free Reload might block Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. <clears throat> this, that's because it's sandwiched in between me slowly finishing Cyberpunk which is probably another week or so away mm. and then if I start Persona 3 Reload then as per the agreed plan with Ronnie then we're left mm. capping and when Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth comes three weeks later and we're nowhere near finished with Persona and then it becomes a stress so
0: I it's think going if... to take Persona off though and then you're well, up against I've the
1: a... I always say you've got a year on that thing Yeah, he like, did it with Persona 5 Royal that was a year and change, and I made sure that the first available opportunity straight after Persona Four, I just jumped into it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'm going to end up pausing Persona Three Reload until after Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. But at that point, Dragon's Dogma Two will be out. I mean, it, it it ain't stopping. That's the trouble these years; they keep rolling on. So you have to push will be
0: out, and then there'll be something that will drop on that. Mm. Uh, the problem is, this is what I mean. You try and. It's really tricky, and this is what people moan about. There's no games. There's well, there too is. many. There's too many, arguably, is, yeah. this... especially if you've got all of the consoles and a PC and everything. It's it's too much choice. Yeah, there is. There, actually, there absolutely is,
1: and not just that. Like, unless you've just been born, everyone's got a backlog. You know the size of, you know, whatever. The back- dozens and, and dozens back catalogue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This this yeah. whole notion there's not enough games is a nonsense. There's a real... It's interesting how the marketing works. It just pulls people into basically being focused on only the new stuff. Because once stuff gets past six to eight months, it's sort of forgotten about, and very few people will go back and revisit it. When in reality, the game is still the same quality. In fact, it's probably better than it was when it first came out. But people always want new.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's like the the hype train and stuff, isn't it? Everyone wants... I mean, it's not everyone. Loads of people still play World of Warcraft and stuff, and I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't be getting that. But yep. they're paying for it as well, paying for it, and they're loving it, and they can't believe how good it is. Um,
1: uh, well, classic! So, I'm sure
0: they're saying that, but new stuff. I think yeah, they're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're saying particularly. I'll be honest, but uh, yeah, it's a good point. It's it's tricky to figure it out, especially. And I think this is what I mean when I say about you, like you'll play everything and anything, really. Like there's nothing that's particularly no. off the menu. Whereas for me, I've got a very clear set of what I what I like and what I don't like and what I like to invest my time in. Whereas you're, you know, you won't do that. Like Last of Us, I'm not even worried, not a concern yeah, for me. I don't yeah. even have to have it on the menu. Um, Final Fantasy and so, Rebirth, not need to be on your menu. Persona 3 Riddler not need to be on your menu. no. So it what gets a What's that? That sebim punk. It's not it's not that good that I think I need to play it. I've seen it and I'm like I'm not that bothered about it. I was I did look it and I think oh that could be one for the PC, but cool. I don't I'm just not that fussed by it, I think, is how to put it. So it
1: does have some Grand Theft Auto DNA in it.
0: Yeah, but this is. I, oh. Do I need that?
1: Yeah, I think you'll remember when you get in those cars and drive around. You'll be like, cool, I've missed this.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm not. This is, it, it boils down to what I want to invest time into. I think, and well, I keep
1: seeing Destiny flash up on this PC notifications. Yeah, so this is what ring. I
0: mean. I like to play rot. what I like to play. Yeah, because rot is. <sighs> When you get limited time windows to play stuff, um, you just kind of want to do something that you can just jump on and play and not have to figure out and yeah. work through, which is why a lot of the stuff that I play, especially at the minute, is of that nature um, and why I haven't bothered picking up, like, starting Spider-Man. had all the intention to, but I'm you just... Have it yet? Yeah, yeah, it's been... Oh, cool. it that library's going to start recalling things. Yeah, well, he did say unless no worries, but if DLC magically drops, I'll be wanting it, which is fine. Like, I I will start it at some point, but yeah, it's um, I'm just enjoying just pick up and play stuff at the minute and doing a little bit of um, Mario, and that's basically what my library consists of at the minute. And I'm trying not to get snarled up with the world of games that are out there. Thankfully, Phil hasn't dropped anything decent on Game Pass for fucking ages that I'm interested in, so I haven't had to dabble with that.
1: At what point does that get cancelled, that game, or does it it never get cancelled? I don't think it does. Even if you went six months without using it, you're not thinking, what am I doing here? I could just activate it as and when.
0: The the thing is, it's like a lot of these subscriptions, they're largely small change in the grand scheme of things. So it's more hassle for me to... Actually cancel them. Although saying that, I did cancel my PlayStation Plus um, membership because I was like, that is literally money down the drain. That is definitely not getting used. So I don't need to be doing that. But Mm. i play – I mean, even Football Manager, I still play on Game Pass. So if I want to play that, I have to have the subscription. And there's always a chance something will crop up that I do want to play. But I am thankful we ain't chucked something on there. I do want a little palette cleanser, though. I've been looking for something – I'll find explore. something. Yeah, it's not. It's not. There's nothing there <clears throat> obvious that's cropped up. If the um, the, you have to dig through the doldrums sometimes I think there's like a randomizer yeah. on the PC
1: app. You can like hit it and it will suggest a game. Maybe do that.
0: Let's have a look quick. I, don't, <laughs> I, I might have made that up. But oh I, yeah, yeah. No, <clears throat> I just thought. Oh, I wonder. wonder if there I is. I thought something. I saw
1: something like that, or maybe it was a third-party mm. website and someone had like plugged mm. it into the. Game Pass API. They
0: used to have this on, um, on what was it called? Back when Funhouse was a thing, they used yeah. to have a game randomizer thing. Is like Funhouse not a thing to... anymore. It is but it ain't what it was. I don't think they've really got any of the old original, mm. the original it's... DNA.
1: Yeah, same with Easy Allies. They kind of they've gone part time this year, mm. and they about I don't know four or five people of their core eight had. Have left, mm. so it's it is different to what it was when it when it started.
0: It's hard though to keep like doing the same thing with the same group of people, and people get different ambitions and stuff to do, right? So they kind of like, and obviously all the stuff we've had some
1: well, COVID yeah.
0: kind of happened, Literal but all DNA. Yeah, that that didn't go well. But Bruce Green was just like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I want to do streaming and stuff like that, and. It's the same mm. as what happened to Achievement Hunter and all the Rooster Teeth stuff. Like, they get new people in, but you get attached to that original yeah. DNA. Like, when they refresh anything, refresh Top Gear, and everyone goes, hmm, it's not the same. <laughs> you know, can't be, can it? Got
1: Freddie Flint off?
0: Well, it's all right, not, mate, to be but, fair. That, not anymore, iteration. Thing. No, well, you got a whopping great big payout that fella, I think. But they've kind of just not really said anything and just paused it. Yeah. I think it's basically dead in the water.
1: Well, that happened quite a while ago, as I understand. And then I saw him at a mm. cricket match, and he still had, like, marks on his face. And I was like, Jesus, what is It was quite serious. Like, what it wasn't... happened here? Yeah. Like, Kept it was... under wraps. Like, when Hamster did it, I felt like we knew yeah. more. I was like, yeah, he, nearly, yeah, yeah. he nearly died. He basically got brained and then got away with it. But this one, they've completely... I don't understand what happened. I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ...
0: Yeah, I did. I haven't seen it, but I heard like it was he had to have quite extensive, like reconstructive surgery and things done and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I think he got like a nine mil payout or something like that for it. But I think the BBC are probably like, we've had Richard Hammond do it. Yeah, obviously Richard Hammond crashed again on Grand Tour. Um hell. And now this, I think, is a bit like, is it appropriate to stick people in fast cars? Is, I mean, it is. Look, it's an accident waiting to happen, that. Like, it's going to literally, yeah. like, if you get people chundering around at 200 miles an hour, like, saying it's going to go wrong, um, yeah. is it right that we should be funding that, I guess is the question. Of the With my money. Yeah.
1: I ain't got a choice, in it? They take it from me.
0: I mean, I'll risk it for £9 million or whatever they're paid a year, like, something ridiculous, like millions of pound each. I'd do it. But um, they're probably just looking at it thinking they'll get the brigade come after them if someone dies, like... Yeah. Be it. And like so you said, but
1: once once Bloody Clarkson and May and Hammond went, a lot of people
0: went, Well, I'm done with it anyway. So it wasn't it should like have it been was cold at, the... at that point. Like yeah. it should have just been gone, right, that's that and really...
1: rebooted into something different, like yeah. they did with Hammond and Clarkson and May. Yeah. Because if you remember before that, it was very much just a magazine show about cars. And yeah. then when those three got involved, they kind of rebooted it into what it became. Yeah. And tried to redo it with Evans was he involved
0: and yeah, Joey from tried, Friends was lurking yeah.
1: at one point and I
0: was like it doesn't Then no, they think got of something new. Journos on there. But yeah, they kind of like tried to they took away some of the bits that were very like associated to class yeah. they changed but the the core program was the same with different people and to be fair it kind of still was under McGuinness and Yeah. and that. But it was very artificial. Like they tried to replicate that kind of uh, dynamic, and it just didn't really work. And I was mm-hmm. like, "What? Like, I get why you're trying to do it because that that sauce, that special sauce, is what made it so successful. But it ain't there um, anymore. It ain't there. So you've got to do something else with it. Yeah, sometimes things need to go away,
1: and if you stay away, will come back different.
0: And then you'll get you all the same just, in the case of the gladiators, though. That's literally come back yeah, almost. Yeah, that's uh, not gonna last, is it? Let's be honest. That's not gonna. That'll be gone. Very. All shortly. of us, of a certain age, will be like, get our little um, fill out of it, and then go. Hmm. Yeah, this is. We can see why this was fucking binned. To be honest, it hasn't yeah. really got the legs. Um, no. But yeah, it's is, it's is interesting how some of the stuff. I feel like that they've done loves.
1: gladiators before as well. Like in the 2008 or something, they tried to do it because. At least, it, at least it came up for a one show because I'm, there was a wrestler that ended up doing it Magnus Nick Aldis his name is and he yeah. was he was a gladiator when they done like a, a either a one-off or a reboot out. so they've had a couple of bites of this cherry and again just let it go at this stage I ain't gonna new ninja, stuff. ninja warriors they've done it stuff like that where it's just <laughs> reams of random people trying to do obstacle courses that's essentially replaced it don't need these muscle heads Beating up on normies. I don't
0: know what happened to Saturday Night TV. It used to be, and and then Deck came along, along. didn't they? Done their takeaway, and that was it. it used to be like a series of programs. Like you, and I I remember as a kid looking forward to it. You'd have Mm -hmm. like various different things. Like Gladiators was was one of my look out.
1: Beatles about.
0: Yeah, like I mean, look, some of them nowadays wouldn't. Yeah, just wouldn't stand up like it's cheesy yeah it was easy yeah, like, no, yeah. but it was it was a thing um and everyone i feel like used to watch it and enjoy it and now you look at it and i turn it on and i go what is this well, part of that's because you're so spoiled now
1: anything yeah. you've
0: ever seen or ever want mm. to see
1: you can just find it and watch it at yeah. your fingertips which back then you were held hostage to what was on the TV schedule. Five got, channels, largely. Five channels, VHS if you were lucky, that would only yeah. record at certain times and have two hours of tape. So you ne- you couldn't just watch whatever you wanted and neither did you have the knowledge of what was out there. So you yeah. kind of just, out of necessity, just watched whatever was on. It was only going to be I one of those five going channels. going through
0: the Radio Times or the TV Guide and circling the stuff mm. that I wanted to watch. I used to do it I films. I used to go yeah. through the films. There used to be
1: a film in the TV Guide. to do a quick review of them all. Mm. I've got that underline when they were on and try and record it. in the VHS, you could yeah. set a timer on, but that didn't always work.
0: It was risky business.
1: Then they introduced those codes. I don't know if you remember them. The TV guy would have a little unique code for the program, and you could put it into yeah. the VHS, and it would, the theory was, it, it, would, it? it would turn on and turn off at the right time. And it, ah, that, was that was remember. 60% worked, but again, you get that 40% where it didn't, and be left there in tears <laughs> when the last 20 minutes of Tom and Jerry got cut off. And that was the episode of a lifetime. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. a little walk down memory
1: lane there. Yeah. Anyway, Persona free Reload, scored an yeah. 89. Here's, here's
0: some reviews. Honoured where we got to Where that, <laughs> that what do you call it? Uh, not called a chain. Can't remember, there's a word for it in in radio. They call that link. Bollocks. So, like that. I don't know if they can well, say that well, on yeah. radio,
1: but that's what I'll describe it as. Total bollocks. Mm. Michael Hyam. Hyam? Hyam? We'll go with uh, that. That's, that's a bit close to... Anyway, with a stellar visual overhaul and countless small but impactful changes, Persona 3 Reload tells a timeless story of tragedy and hope with a sharp emotional sincerity. The word salad merchant. See, one thing that's missing from this version of the game is actually they they added the ability to play as a female protagonist. Um, And that's not Hmm. in this version. That's what I was thinking is really going to hurt it. It's like they've done this... It's a whole new scenario. like the, the the way that the relationships work completely change when you choose this other character. Um, and that's not here, but people seemingly didn't care for it that much. Uh, let's have a look. Jess Cogswell from GameSpot. Nine out of ten. Persona 3 Reload succeeds in elevating an unforgettable story with smart combat changes and drastically improved visuals. They haven't said anything about these dungeons which concerns me, but I guess I'll find out when I finally get in there. But that's... Persona 3 Reload sitting on an eighty nine. I said, "Adcock has got that." It's his first game on the list. We're going to pause quickly to do the intro, and then we'll come back with Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is one of Salmon's games that has appeared. But this is Idle Game Chat, D- Digital's flagship video game podcast. In fact, the only show we do. We've got Logan here and myself. Apps. Logan's the current FGL champion, former Grand Prix winner, resident referee until he retired. Clattenburg comes out of retirement to play the game huh that doesn't happen yet it's happened here but we're here most weeks and this is a bank holiday i'm looking forward to that first one it ain't far away either is it it's like four weeks already getting fucking sick of it so that's not good is it for people to hear but if they want to hear me moan more patreon.com forward slash is the place to go and you can put hand in pocket and join the core community also, twitch.tv slash Digital Hall did stream some Destiny. Did he? He exists. I don't think it's Destiny, Sparkling. actually, but he put, right. that's what he plays. So I can only assume that's what he put yeah. on. Yeah. And there will be some wrestling simming coming back as well. Keep an eye on it. Proud's right? favourite. Well, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> My favourite. Stumped him with it.
1: Oh. That's a lot of organisation. That is spreadsheets coming out of my ass to get all that sorted. Keep keep What's that? The, keep the, the note the, of the rankings. Game. Yeah, mm. well, because the game doesn't have anything in built in. WWE does, but it was so buggy that you couldn't rely on it. So I was, like, well, this, uh, I can't deal with this. Mm. Either it if it does it properly, or I don't be using Not at it. All. Yeah. Fire Pro doesn't have <laughs> any of that, but there are spreadsheets out there where you can
0: use accompanying like. spreadsheets what well, like community yeah created ones. yeah it's cool
1: which is handy i mean it's not it, well, i mean it is rocket science to me but it's essentially a load of formulas that track you know if you put the results in right and you know it all, it all kind of tracks everything so that that is handy anyway grand blue fantasy relink reviews i assume this is not on your radar to plays looking out for something new to potentially play but this is not on there Let's see what the reviewers say. George Yang from IGN, 8 out of 10. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is a succinct story, fantastic battle system, and fun multiplayer options, Logan, that help it stand out. Multiplayer. Huh?
0: Fuck multiplayer.
1: No? I ain't interested. You're sick of it now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sick of it. it depends where it is. Yeah. I ain't doing. I. I'm, I'm, I'm worn out by Warzone and Call of Duty. That's just dead to me these days. Um, yeah. I haven't actually been playing a lot that's like strictly like multiplayer. What well, competitive lately. when you say that. Or do you mean any multiplayer? I mean, I've played a little bit of Destiny, but that's co-op. Not right, yeah. PvP. It's PvE. Yeah. It, basically. I haven't been playing the PvP on that. Um I've... Turned on Rocket League, but I've only been playing like they've been introducing more special modes and things, so I've just been playing those. Yeah. Again, no competitive play. Um yeah. So Worn oh, out by it. Well, yeah.
1: That's the trouble. It is a bit of a hamster. Mario co op. Um Stressful that sounds.
0: Yeah, it's You got people blowing it. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I'm not sure how to deal with that at the moment. I don't know whether I might go back and play it by myself um, yeah it's It's a weird one to play cox. you think it would be fun, but it's not no like it's it, it it it's weird how the screen works and all that sort of stuff so
1: yeah, it's not in your own hands at that point so. Depending on who's playing with you, can really get up your nose. And There's cross. a
0: lot of blowing it going on. I, yeah. Honestly, it's like the brain isn't connected to the hands and the jump button correctly, and I don't really understand how that doesn't work. But there you go. I let people off that don't play 3D games because
1: moving that camera and that character and those shoulder buttons. Yeah. I can, but a 2D platformer,
0: no. It's about as basic as it gets. Yeah. And I'm literally sitting there sometimes for about 30 seconds watching her try and jump up on two platforms. And it just... Honestly, I'm like, how can you not do this? Like, and you've played Mario before. It's not like you've never played games. She's played Last of Us, like, (laughs) capable. Like, capable. And then we get to Mario, and there's 30 seconds of blowing jumps two blocks up. And I'm like, right. Maybe she's one of those people that operates in 3D spaces better. Doesn't
1: like this 2D nonsense.
0: I mean, 18 years of trying to figure that brain out, and I still struggle with it. So, not doable, is it?
1: Stephen Mills Destructoid 8 out of 10. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink features an incred- an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop on the back of outstanding, fast-paced combat. If you're looking for a narrative-driven experience, this isn't it. So, that's a real pops the balloon, isn't it? But if you're looking for a fun grind, that constantly feels satisfying and rewarding. That's exactly what you, ha- what you have here.
0: That's right up your street. Oh, a thumb grind.
1: He's turned me off, old Millsy there. No narrative feet.
0: and grind. That is yes. not your bag, is it?
1: That's, that's, that's absolutely not at all. Well, that's that. That's scoring an 82. As I said, that's number 10 on Salmon's list. So that's not a tragedy, is that what it sounds. That's pretty mm. good, I think. To, to expect to get 90s across the board in that Grand Prix is difficult. Adkins almost managed it. It was last year, but blew it. Um,
0: but yeah, that's... What would uh, you... I'm going to put you on a spot. Go on. What would you... What grind would you enjoy? So I'm not talking about grinding for a platinum or like this. I mean, we could chuck that in there. But I mean, in terms of like enjoying a gameplay grind... Like, because you were quite vocal, and a lot of people have been vocal, using Destiny as an example, that playing the same shit over and over again mm. isn't like you didn't like that. You liked doing getting to an endpoint there where you could do a raid, and the raid's done, you tick it off, and you go, "Yep, yeah, done." But what what sort of grinds do you sit there and would you go, "Yep, yeah, that's a bit of me"? So I think the grind, I think what
1: what it has to be, it has to be wrapped up in a. In a game or an end goal where I can be overpowered, if that makes sense. So it's not necessarily the the task that I'm doing. I can pretty much do anything. I could grind playing Destiny, for example, shooting things. I could happily grind cutting down logs in New World. I could grind running around dungeons in Persona 5 Royal. But really, the, 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 the motivation to grind would come from... It making it easy for me later on down the line. Whereas Destiny, you never, it never gets easy. Like you can never I overpower don't. yourself to where it's actually easy. Nah. The game seems to always scale to a certain extent, and you've yeah. got other people in the raid. So I was like, that's why I was like, I'll just get to the bare minimum because yeah, it, yeah. I don't yeah. see this the, the these these returns coming back to to to, to aid mm. me. I'll let others do that for me. So like in Persona 5, for example, I, I was grinding a fair bit to get levels up and it just made mm. the game easier as, as time went on.
0: But you're okay with that? Like or do you just like are you like, why are you making me do this? Well
1: it like, didn't make me do it. That's the thing. That was a choice. Yeah. Because I didn't want to feel like I could struggle later on. I didn't want it caught out halfway through and be like underleveled, mm. which most games, if they're well designed, don't let you do. But that's an old fear from older games where they would let you kind of wander into areas that you weren't supposed to be, progress far enough, and then you kind of you can't go back mm. and you can't go forward. And that's the biggest fear.
0: Mm. It's but- interesting that you have a similar thought because I like to, when I play games, I have this um, desire to do as much as I can to be mm. as a high level, I have the best equipment as possible when I take on things. So I, want, I don't want those encounters to be, Harder than they, than they sometimes need to be. Yeah. Um. And I sometimes try and do that. And if there is an opportunity for me to max out everything or do something to get to that, I would do it. Yeah. Even if I didn't necessarily need to. Um. I, that's an interesting way that we both have found to play some games. Yeah. Very few let you do it though. Now, like it's, mm. it's it's not. There's not many games that I can think of off the top of my head. But even when I was playing like spider-man recently yeah. I was going around the whole map getting all of the doing all of the side bits and doing all the collectibles because I would get the ability to buff and buy upgrades through doing it and I was like yeah. well, I can just buy all these upgrades and then like I can just if I need a certain one or I've got the maximum it just makes it easier for me so I will actively do that yes um, yeah. to, to get it all ticked off and have so is that what you kind of see as Grinding would be doing something like going out and getting all the collectibles to get like rewards that you could buff your character with.
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, there's, mm. there's a similar. That's one way of doing it is to do sort of menial tasks like that. Another way, in the example of like cyberpunk, is just to do the side quests, yeah. which have a bit more meat to them. But you get XP and you know you level up. Like, I felt like I've become comically over leveled in there, and I haven't really gone out of my way to grind i've just done the tasks as and when they've appeared kind of tried to as best i can navigate through the weird timings and the urgency of certain tasks to make sure i don't you know overcommit or leave things stale too long but i think what really helped me in that game this is like if if well when i finish it i'll talk about more is that it's got that dlc expansion attached to it now the phantom liberty yeah and that kind of unlocked for me about forty percent through the game. Um and by the end of that I was that just seemed like more of a, a later game load of equipment that you get and all that sort of you stuff. Did you loads of stuff early unlocks, on that you wouldn't it? Unlocks implants that seemingly are for not fucking about, but for higher level kind of stuff that you can still you know implant onto your character. So after that, like once I've got through that, I just came back to like the normal quest, quote unquote, and um, you know it's just been comically easy at times. Like, if I die, it's from falling off something too high or really just not paying paid. attention. Or yeah, or there's maybe yeah. a, there's an insta-death moment if you go somewhere you're not supposed to go, which is very rare. So even in that one, I haven't really tried to grind. I've just been doing the quests because mm. sometimes there's something useful, you know, narrative-wise. But the fact they've put that DLC where it was and it unlocked where it was for me, meant that my return to sort of the main game has been like, oh, this is, this, I could just walk through this now. Like, this is not even a, mm. a, a, a any challenge, which is fine. But in an action game, I'm less inclined to do that because I feel like you can overcome it with skill. Go back to Persona 5, it's turn-based. Yes, there's skill involved, there's strategy, but sometimes the numbers are just too... against you that you're just really Mm. going to struggle to overcome it and you can swing things in your direction by being more powerful than you need to be because i'm not the brightest so i'll make mistakes all the time miss opportunities no doubt so i can just get through it brute force i'll take it
0: yeah 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 no it's just interesting because i i don't mind a grind but i don't really know sometimes what i like to have a purpose i don't and that, that purpose can be completely flexible but what about like, I'll go yeah. back? I'll
1: take turn the time machine back, like Minecraft when we'd play that. Essentially, yeah. grinding, like especially when we'd build something or we was working towards mm. unlocking the end of whatever we were doing, yeah. whatever goal it was. Yeah. Essentially, we were grinding for resources at that point. Was yeah. that and the actual art of that fundamentally was walking up to things and pickaxing them down, but obviously. Yeah. There's a loop of the types of equipment that you need. You need certain mm. number of... Like all this stuff kind of builds up and creates this multi-layered approach where you're always needing certain resources. But mm. is that the key? That it has that level of depth to it? Because actually, when you break it down, yeah. you're holding the fucking left mouse button or A and just mm. hitting things and picking the shit up and putting it in a box somewhere for paper to lose later on.
0: I fucking hate menial tasks in games. <laughs> I... I I used to always say this to Hall. I was like, Hall, you can give any job to Hall and he'll do it. Medium yeah. task. like repetitive tasks. He loves doing them. Whereas for me, I was just like, there's just no, it's just, I just get bored. Like Minecraft is a tricky one because you need to do, as you say, you just need to go off and hunt for materials. Yeah. Like you've got no choice but to do that really. Um, and even in that, like, It depends where you are and what you're doing, but it's like if you're getting stuff, there's a purpose at least, but I don't enjoy it. I couldn't say I sat enjoyed sitting there with my fucking Xbox controller, just mining into the world, like, horizontally through a fucking wall and trying to, like, try. it's, yeah, no, I didn't. And I also generally don't um, grind for achievements, interestingly, and I know a lot of people do, but I don't find that outcome generally as acceptable. Like I like in game outcomes rather than just a little thing popping. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting to see what people are willing to do in games versus reward, I think. Um sometimes mm. I like just to pick away at that a bit. I don't say I don't think I've got a hard and fast rule either. Like No.
1: I mean I was just um, thinking when you just talking about that, was that, that state of decay which will be reviewed mm. in the coming weeks. And technically, going out and just collecting, you know, an absurd amount of resources is kind of like grinding, but you're doing it mm. with the intention that it's going to make your life easier as it goes on. You're not going to run out of stuff. So mm. you stock up on stuff, and then you go, well, I can leave that for a few days now. And um, The game does temper you in. It has a maximum amount of storage capacity. And if you go over that, things start to decay, and you can improve the storage capacity and things like that. But mm. again, like running around just picking stuff out of bins isn't, I mean, I don't think anyone sat down in the 80s. Let's make a game where you pick through fucking bins to find resources, but that's become a core part of these survival games is, you know, resource gathering. That's the yeah part of it. And again, every every resource you pick up is essentially making your life just 1% easier. So you're, in, yeah. you're almost encouraged to do the menial shit to give yourself a foothold.
0: Yeah, I don't generally enjoy menial... Like resource management and can stuff. Do I enjoy like going that.
1: through the beans in the real life?
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> resource management in any sort of life is uh is a pain in the ass. Yeah. No. Um but yeah, I just it's not I will do things, but I like to get onto the meaty stuff. I'm trying to think of an example. Um but I just some things are a real pain in the ass, like backpack and inventory space and management stuff like like it just irritates mm. me in the way that sometimes games make you manage it. Um, like if you're gonna make me do the menial shit, make it easier. And sometimes yeah. they even try and make that hard. They make some items stack and some items not stack, and yeah, this that, and yeah. I'm just like fuck hell. But um, uh, would you would you grind for cosmetics? No, I
1: I might grind maybe if I had some in-game currency, not like real currency. Like mm. you know, there's a jacket i want maybe but mm. to be honest if it's a multiplayer game i just really don't give a fuck because it's not immersive mm. in any way because there's people going yeah. around disconnect that like, it's just bollocks isn't it um maybe maybe in an rpg like cyberpunk mm. i kind of dress v up most yeah. days that i go out i sort of try and get a new jacket or a t-shirt but i don't go out and find stuff i just pick you just pick shit up through looting people and you know, mm. randomly, I very rarely go. I'll go to a shop and be like, "Oh, I want that jacket." And again, yeah. going back to the making it comically easy, I've got so much fucking money that it I could just buy anything I wanted. It's just the the effort of me going to the shop now is too much. I don't even want to lift a finger to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really cosmetic driven generally. Like mm. it's and it's weird because that's a multiplayer hook for many people, whereas I actually prefer it in a single player. Like if there's a new haircut to unlock, I might mm. just do it. But very rarely do they put those things behind a, a, a terrible grind. It's usually just currency mm. you've got to pay, which, depending on the game structure, is either easy to come mm. by or not. I mean, what about you? I mean, you play a lot more multiplayer stuff than me, and that's a core kind of part of most battle passes. One of the re- Several of the rewards will be cosmetic tutors. Yeah,
0: most of it, yeah. because they don't want to lock obviously, progression behind it, although Call of Duty technically do that with their guns. Mm. Um, but I, I used to like it, but it's now oversaturated games where it's more about that. And I yeah. think, like, Rocket League, for example, I quite like the new cars and stuff, but they're not cosmetics because they have hitboxes that are different and stuff like that okay, so right. um you have to be mindful of some of some of the hitboxes but i i like it it just annoys me like pretty much if it's in a battle pass it's not a grind it's just a given you just got to play like there's no way of doing it more the grind is just playing it more but if that you is the game. it that
1: is the game though isn't it? that's the battle pass it's asking you to I mean, that's what I always think multiplayer is at its heart is grinding because it is the same thing, you know, it's variables.
0: Because you're playing it with so people. I'm trying to think of an example. Back in the day, there was the golden camo on the guns, and you had to get X amount of kills with headshots. and You got to do that sort of stuff. And right, yeah, I, could change. I yeah, I quite liked doing mm, some of the guns that I liked. I think I did it for most guns on like the COD Four yeah. and. Some guns are shit to use, and it was a chore. But I liked that. I liked a little bit of progression. There was something extra for me to do. And I quite liked that because it, it adds... It changes up your game play style and does things like that. Um, I don't like things where it's like, get 5,000 kills with this gun. Like It's like, well, there's no... like I haven't got to do anything differently. I've just got to sit here and just kill endlessly like yeah i, I think it depends where it is like if there's a challenge and there's a do it's a doable challenge i'll go challenge accepted and yeah. i'll like quite enjoy working towards it but they don't, I don't do that anymore because it's just you know they just want your attention i think more yeah. than anything now for longer yep. um and it's, it's all hidden away behind really tricky things to do and stuff that you wouldn't naturally do in the gameplay so I think it depends how it's positioned but I don't I don't like that things are just unnecessarily hidden away behind ridiculously difficult or unnecessary grinds because yeah. the reward is, you know, you can go, oh, I've got that. And someone knows that you've sat there for 50 hours doing a pointless task to get it. Like, do, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just time sink, not skill or yeah. challenge-based. I've ranted or talked, said a lot of words there, but hopefully that made some sort of sense.
1: That's why his achievements are the way to go. If you want the skill based one, that, that, that shooting the pilot in Titanfall with a laser gun or whatever it was, you and Hall trying to get oh, to a command to
0: end. that is me. that was a joke. I you don't get think it. I got it there. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think anyone did. What was it? You had to eject out the pilot seat and shoot You had to
1: shoot a pilot out of the air basically
0: after they've ejected yeah, from the Titan. With that's with, it.
1: with a charged laser weapon that took a yeah. few seconds to to blow, so it was a case of timing. I think I remember you two trying to go into a server on opposite sides and just sort of coordinate yeah. it, but still couldn't get the job done. No, nah.
0: that's how hard it is. It's literally just a, it's yeah. a one in a, a thousand shot that you would
1: feel you know like, some, irrespective. You know that some fucking bum got that by accident once. Like yeah. some absolute low skill player just aimed upwards and somehow managed to get it. <laughs> yeah,
0: they were like already on low elf and yeah. I like tickled his ankle and got yeah. it. It was enough. Yeah. But... yeah, I forgot about that. What a game that was, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. But all, all dead now. Fucking now innovation Apex. out the window. Wow.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's the fantasy game league. So you're you're on two six seven. Papers on one well, seven nine. We've covered
0: nothing in this
1: podcast. Two versus three. Done top gear. Yeah. That's all people want. Uh Grand Prix, Biff's on two five, one with three games. Next is Salmon with one seven two with two games. And then we've got Adkins with ninety. Adcock with 89 of his Persona 3 reload. And then Hall sitting... Oh no, Parky on zero. And then Hall sitting on minus five because he's got a blank in his team. So that's that. Quick European sales data tickle up for December. EA Sports FC 24 was number one. Modern Warfare 3 was number two. Hogwarts Legacy number three. Super Mario Bros. Wonder 4. Grand Theft Auto five. 5. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora 6, Red Dead Redemption 2 7, 8 was Spider-Man 2, 9 was Mario Kart Deluxe, 10 was Assassin's Creed Mirage. So, apparently EA Sports (coughs) FC 24 sales were down 11.5% compared to last year, but there was a World Cup last year, so that may have driven sales. Plus, I think they just, I don't know, they lost a little bit from not having the FIFA name, but... I still don't understand the logic behind people not finding it or buying that. But, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time on that because December is a bit of a strange a strange old month. Something else that was reported this past week, several European retailers are reportedly no longer stocking physical Xbox games. This is due to, quote, really low sales of physical games. Um, they've had enough of this nonsense, it seemingly me. Is this even a big deal? Or is it is it a bit of a concern that not stocking the game could lead to not stocking the console and you kind of cut off a Trojan horse of people getting onto this game pass? I know there's this phone bollocks that everyone keeps talking. I've yet to see it. I ain't seen it happening in real life yet. So until that happens, I'm not going to agree to it. But is there, a, is there a slippery slope here where the margins on the hardware are actually quite low that the retailers are like, we're not stocking any games here. The the console's not exactly flying off the shelves. Just make way for more PS5s. And then Phil's left capping and going, oh, no, we do like physical games.
0: Um, I don't really know. I mean, the simple answer is, is supply and demand. Like, so mm. retailers are not going to use valuable, like, floor space to stock stuff they ain't going to sell, right? Like, that's... Yeah. Basic economics. So, yeah, I mean, the argument is if they're not selling it, they will take it off. Um, but everything is d- driven by consumer demand. So if it ain't there, it's because people don't want it. And like well, a lot of stuff, it will just end. It will just end up going if the majority. Like if you vote, if you vote with your feet, you vote with your wallet. That's the way to do it. If you want to keep stuff. Yeah. If you ain't doing that, then you can't moan about it. Like so, I'm sitting here and I ain't bought physical game for those how long take it away that's my fault like well i can't moan about it because i'm not exactly endorsing it um but i i think the direction of travel is quite clear on it like yeah, longer yeah. term um and it's inevitable like that it's going to move digital long term like everything has who buys oh, the, a cd now really?
1: certainly i mean the, the numbers are always there it's sort of like it's so high on the digital front that you know i think there's like an 80 percent share on xbox so in bearing in mind xbox is the smallest platform out of like the big three is what you consider so 80 percent of mm. the smallest platform don't go into the store to buy a disc therefore mm. what's left you've got 20 percent of maybe 10% of the market. I don't know what the exact numbers are. Yeah, but yeah. It's like it's a very low number of people, actually, that that's targeting nowadays.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. It's no small like, feat
1: to, to Game Pass, because like um, we've said many times, you just don't need to be going in there unless you want your physical copy of the game for other reasons but
0: even then xbox will know this like microsoft will know by putting their exclusives on that streaming service that they are going to get lower physical yeah. sales like it's obvious it's a well, consequence gone. Gone, what's <laughs>
1: happened here the sales are falling out the ice. it's part yeah. of the, the strategy
0: uh, you've got a portion of people that are going to buy your games i.e mm. the people that own your console if you're given the option to stream or the option to buy like you, they, you, they're only going to be on one of those two things. And clearly the direction of travel for Microsoft has been, we want you to go and game pass. So it's a no brainer for a lot of people to do that. Yeah. It's like, why would I go and buy a Starfield? Why would I go and buy any of these games when you've got them and you will keep them probably indefinitely mm. on your library? If you're paying like, up, if you're paying Phil indefinitely. Yeah, mm. but you, you, you know... But then we'll get a small portion of people, like Adkins, who want, like, physical space. I don't want to use my physical space to store stuff I ain't using. Like, some people use it as a display thing, like, in the same way I've got a Lego. Like, some people go, well, I like my games like that. And that's fine. Um, and I get why people would want to, accessibility and all that sort of I stuff. Know. And Phil can whip it away from under your feet at any given point. Um, but it's going to be the direction of travel there's going to be a digital library of games that you can access it's just how you access it said it a million times before game are going to go out of business inevitable
1: not <laughs> oh, yeah. well yeah i mean uh, yeah i they, mean it, they've pivoted to like merchandise and toys and things like that but yeah yeah i mean even on, if you go on any platform I think Nintendo's one of the outliers that has a strong, well, has a stronger physical demand than the others, but still, mm. you know, a lot of people jump on the, the digital bandwagon. And, um, you know, the, the rumour is that the Xbox Series X will have a refreshed console sometime this year or maybe next year. It won't be necessarily a power upgrade, but it'll just be like a new box, essentially. But it's not going to have a disk drive at all. Mm. So at that point... If That becomes the de facto
0: Xbox Series X as time or goes everyone's on. Hands.
1: Well, yeah, they, they, that's it. Digital yeah.
0: purchase, or you can get on Game Pass. What do you want to do? Neither. Next. That's what I think uh, they're going to give you the choice. But <laughs> That's where it's interesting is that they literally force everyone's hands.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: But, and you can understand why. Like, if I'm a retailer I, and I
1: make a lot of money no. from yeah. software sales and they say. We're gonna you want I want you to stock this digital only console where people are gonna come in, buy it, and then never come back to your shop. I'd
0: be like, hmm do that or die. Yeah, well. They'll die well, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like they haven't they haven't got any choice. There is no choice. I mean HMV's largely it's it, I mean look, I don't think it'll be interesting because it like music stores have largely died a death. And I think to your yeah. point, you know, they've got people that like buying um vinyl like that's still going and then it's yeah, yeah. Ba- basically merchandise and DVDs and like it's basically for like hardcore or or collectors and people that just particularly like physical and they've got a business model but it's not it's not I don't think it's you could say it's like growing or it's going to like it's right. just leveled out it's going to make money and that's that but I think it's interesting that consoles it's like well there isn't going to be another way long-term to plan, As you say, if you take away, there's already this list versions of consoles. Like said, It seems to be to, a direction of travel. Mm. I don't think people long-term are going to get the option for... No. It seems... <clears throat> it seems somewhat foolish in the short term to take that
1: away from people, like take the option away. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because even if it is just 20%, it's like, yes, you'll force some people over, but there'll be also be other people that be like, well... If there's a PS6 that's got a disk drive, I'll go to that. In- do you know what I mean? You're kind of...
0: I'll tell you why they're doing it. There's oh, one reason, and that's greed. because they don't want people... Yeah, they don't want people sharing games. They don't want me borrowing Spider-Man off Adkins. They won't <laughs> be buying it digitally. On their- yeah. like, but- yeah, do you know down. what I mean, though? It- it- everyone then, you can't trade games. You can't borrow games. You can't lend games. Everyone that wants to play it, are they? it's unlikely they're going to do some sort of library sharing thing. Why would they? Like, It just forces Steam people... Do. Yeah, no, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, why would consoles do that? Well, maybe they would, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of a sudden, I've got to buy <clears throat> Spider Man, like, yeah. or I've got to subscribe to their streaming service or whatever it is to be able to play it. So it's a way of increasing uh, revenue ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why there is that direction of travel. Because if I want, they've got you by the balls. Like, yeah. you can't. You're not going to sit there and go, "I'm not going to play Starfield." I mean, you might, but generally people will go well. I either download it or subscribe, or I don't play. it. If they're the options, I'm going to do one of those two. Like,
1: yeah, it's, so. yeah. I mean, let's not forget the PC market has been digital decade or more. Like, yeah. very, that's completely, almost completely gone. So that's not been a concern on on that side of things. And we've even seen certain games now doing digital only release, like Alan Wake Two, which we mm. covered last year, Hellblade mm. Two, which is Xbox. That's going to be digital only There's not even going to be a physical version of that I yeah. still think it's foolish not to offer that as an avenue at some point because you're leaving potential money on the table but the trouble Are is when you? well you're leaving something I don't see how you'd not turn a profit by releasing a physical version of Alan Wake 2 like even if it's a limited run you say right we're going to make 10,000 copies mm. we're going to charge it's going to be a collector's edition first of all so we're going to charge more than what yeah. it's normally like,
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? but then again the, the trouble mm. when you get to the stage of like a Microsoft or a Sony or a Nintendo or like they say, "Oh yeah, we'd make two million on that deal." They wouldn't even wipe their arse with two million. So it's not yeah. worth—it's it. not even worth them to make two million if it means yeah. spending two months doing it. Like it's got yeah. to the stage where you got to make big plays or nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're, cause it's, yeah. You're right. It's like I'll have know, the two million, but it's like fifty p in your pocket. or say, yeah, like, I all, yeah, exactly. Like, like what, what's what's the point? Is you say, I can kind of understand if they want to do. You know, for PR or to satisfy the collectors, do a limited edition collectors mm. thing. Like I'm fine with collectors editions, but it's like bog standard edition of like, physical will games. But like, people like they won't care and they're not losing and the, the, the what they might lose, like some a few people might go, Well, I'm not doing it then out of process, they'll go, Fuck yeah, yeah I don't care. They, they, like they honestly, like, I always think how much must they have to pay a retailer, like distribution costs. Like there must be a cost to do that. Yep. they'd rather not have they'd rather suck up a few people that go oh i'm not buying it then when most like, clearly when most care. Will clearly <clears throat> will just change yeah they'll just go all right like in the same way you did with alan wake you go well i'll just get that
1: like, i want to play that. it i'll get it yeah yeah i mean yeah that's that's the ultimate thing is that most people don't care it's a as usual it's a loud minority i'm not advocating for physical to go away because i think having the options good because mm. you've, I've benefited it from Adkins that fucking library. This is what I mean. It like don't is, suit us. No, one hundred percent not. But we still can. Uh, we can still leverage it. So having it as an option is good. Whether it's important or not, I don't don't know. I think that's maybe not quite as.
0: I think it's important. No. I mean, it's, I well, think unless, the one unless you I run a game, like,
1: then it is important. But but even that like, game is stopping their trading thing. obviously. Yeah. So that's another nail in the coffin, isn't it? You know, And they've mm-hmm. just left CEX to have that market to themselves. or well, You know what it is? is the rise of that Facebook Marketplace. Adcock trades yeah. his games. And I just assumed he went to CEX or Game. He's like, oh no, I'll just go on Facebook mar- Marketplace and I'll get probably a few quid more than what I would have done from Game. Don't have to drive to Game. Usually they come and collect it. Yes, you have to have dregs near you to... to- you know, do the transaction, which I don't think... <laughs> it was talking about that 2 million not being worth wiping your ass with I think that's not worth it, in my view, for 15 no. quid, having some... No. To, to deal with it, I'd rather just lose the 15 quid at that point. But Adcock's yeah. happy to do it. But yeah, yeah. like he, he uses Facebook Marketplace or one of those type jobbies rather than mm. even interfacing with a shop. So even yeah. that's killing off
0: a secondary market just by the virtue of social media yeah, existing. Yeah. I, I think it's... It's always had diminishing returns. Like as you say, back in the day, prior to eBay, even like when we were kids, this was the way to do it. It's yeah. saying that even then, I used to get games from boot sales and yeah, things. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of my Mega Drive games and all that sort of stuff were from boot sales. Yeah. Um. So even then, there was arguably a secondary market of that going on. Um. But yeah, it's 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 a, it's a tricky thing to be. It's a tricky thing to be involved in. Like, as you say, like, people will now... You get, go into a game, like, a pretty new game, and you get, like, £18 for it or something. you think, well, someone will buy that off me for 25 Yeah, they will, yeah. Because they're reselling it for <clears throat> 35 in-game. So everyone wins by it.
1: Well, um, Rishi might have cost eBay and Etsy because now you've got to declare those this. fucking earnings. And I'm like, well, who wants to... Th- That's just going to drive more people to Facebook,
0: isn't it? <laughs> Cash in hand. Yeah.
1: If I'm reading that, if I understand it right, you have to declare earnings on eBay transactions now. And I'm like,
0: uh. if it's, I think if it's over a certain amount or how you're running it, like if you're just selling a few bits. Okay. Right. I think they're fine with it. Like there's some exceptions. Like if you sell a car, like they're not going to come after you for it. But if it's like if you're selling cars Cars as a, a business of sorts, as a business, and that's how you're generating like income. income essentially. It's kind of a different thing, but I'll
1: let them come after me. I don't be telling them up front. <laughs> they can find it, can't they? They got all the, It's all there. It's all audited somewhere. They can dig it out of the fucking paperwork they've got on me.
0: Well, this is what I mean. It's like you've got, it's all you can off. see all the bank account. Yeah, right? you, that's so that's what, not, that's no secret anymore. No. Right? You can see what's going in, and what's going out. There's a problem. You contact
1: spent. me. I'm not going to go forward with this. Obviously, it's different if you're self employed Then you'll get fined
0: for doing it. Ah. And then you go, well.
1: You've had it for years, mate. <laughs> I don't know. When, when Starmer gets in, they'll probably forget about all that. That won't be a priority.
0: And we'll, we'll see. We'll
1: see what happens. Rumblings on the horizon. Anyway, what are we talking about? Physical. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do for the episode, actually. <laughs> uh, what should we do next? What should we go with? Hmm. Control, I've got here. So. We were talking about Alan Wake 2 a little bit earlier, a little bit of (coughs) continuity there. I sat down and played Control Ultimate Edition. So that's all the DLC included. Got the old Platinum Trophy. So people are going to be treated to that to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. There'll be a short transition as usual, but as we like to say, we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions. To close out this edition of Idle Game Chat, you've got apps here and Logan to close the episode out. I'm here to talk about Control Ultimate Edition. So not just the standard one. This was the, I guess, the current gen release of Control which bundles in two of the uh, DLC expansions plus some other toot to go along with it, be it Outfits and shit like that, but um, I'll hand over to you. Obviously, if you want me to, I can start off with the store page to set the scene. But you may have other comments or queries before we get into that, so I'll allow I'm... you to to dig into this and f- try and find out where you want
0: to go. Ain't control the one with that actor. Courtney, I don't hope... know what I mean by that. It reminds me of an actor. So.
1: Courtney Hope's in it. Now, I don't know what Courtney Hope does outside of this, but she was in Quantum Break as well. Um, and I think she has been in some other stuff. And I'm not the biggest TV or film buff these days. or I shouldn't, I, shouldn't, I don't be understanding what these celebrities are up to, if they
0: are indeed celebrities. But I think it's... Oh, a... no. This isn't the one I thought it was. Oh, chucked it. <laughs> no, so I had... I'm pretty sure it was an... What if I got confused by? It's
1: hmm. a very
0: open question. <laughs> a lot is usually the answer. Yes. No, there is another game that I was thinking of um, with an actor in it. If it comes oh. to me, I'll let you know. It doesn't make a lot of difference because I know what this game is. But for some reason, when I asked that question, I was picturing the um, like front cover of this yeah. game. And... Oh, it's done by the guy that did Alan Wake, or is Correct. that Control? Yeah, no, I don't know. I've got this... my wires crossed here. So it's Remedy
1: Remedy de- developed this. They've done Alan Wake and Max Payne and Quantum Break actually. But Sean is it Ashmore? Was who's Mister? Is the Freeze bloke in the X Men? He was in Quantum Break. So I don't know if that's what snarled you up in it. Mm. No, a, it's not this. I do recognise that guy, though. Had that fella out of Game of Thrones as well. Is it Littlefinger? Mm. He was in Quantum Break as well. Because mm. they had that. That's the one that had the live action piece. We'll
0: have Are to you... circle back on this. I'm thinking of a very specific um, uh, game case. Mm. I don't know why it's coming to mind, but it is. But we will not detract this review any further away from a game absolutely nothing to do with this. So. Yeah. Why is this getting replayed? Actually, let's do the store page, I've decided. We'll do the store page first, and I'll query it. All right, fair enough.
1: So, store page. PS5 is what I played it on, so that's where I'm taking it from. So it's, it's a long one, so I'm not going to do it all. There's a lot of dross in here. Control Ultimate Edition contains the main game and all the previously released expansions, the Foundation and AWE in one great value package. Well, I'll tell you, it was a great value package because it was a PlayStation monthly game, so even greater value for me. Experience, true next-generation game with increased visual fidelity through 4K graphics, ray tracing and a 60fps performance, performance mode. A corruptive presence has invaded the Federal Bureau of Control. Only you have the power to stop it. The world is now your weapon in an epic fight to annihilate an ominous enemy through deep and unpredictable environments. Containment has failed. Humanity is at stake. Will you regain control? And listen to this cockiness. Lights just went dim there, so we could have a power cut. Winner of over 80
0: awards. Huh? Huh? eighty. That's what they've claimed. That's Consider- gonna be like in the fucking sun where they go game of the week. Well I've heard us talking Awards. about it gone Dimp's giving it something we we'll are yeah, that well, as an award. We'll Control,
1: Control is a visually stunning third-person action adventure that will keep you on the edge of your seat. I mean, it's getting Arrogant. very markety, isn't it? Here's the key mm. features. You can uncover mysteries. Can you handle the Bureau's darkest secrets? Unfold an epic supernatural struggle filled with unexpected characters and bizarre events as you search for your missing brother and discover the truth. Of what that what has brought you there? Everything is your weapon. Unleash destruction through transforming weaponry and telekinetic powers. Discover new ways to annihilate your enemies as you harness powerful abilities to turn everything around you into a lethal weapon. Explore a hidden world. Deep dive. Oh, sorry. Dive, delve deep into the ominous expan. He said ominous again. Expanses of a secretive government agent explore the bureau's shifting environments, only to discover that there is always more than meets the eye. Fight for control. Battle a relentless enemy through exciting missions, challenging boss fights, and earn powerful upgrades that maximize your abilities and customize your weaponry. Original release date: the second of the second, two thousand and twenty-one. Developed. By Remedy published by 505 Games.
0: I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this get played at mm. some point on a stream. Um, oh. and <clears throat> it was interesting. I think it was that because the word I was looking for was supernatural, mm. um, and it all looked a little bit um freaky for me. Um, yeah. Th- again, I could be cross-pollinating this with another game, but it feels like it was something control. Related where there was telekinesis and stuff going on. Yeah. Um. So perhaps yeah. it was that. But what brought you back to this? Is this, and I'm going to guess, a precursor that you feel like you needed to do before Alan Wake 2? It. That's part of it, certainly. Yeah. That's definitely a part
1: of it. But also, I'd never played the DLCs that came out. Right. And in my head, I really liked this game. And for it to come back with a 60 fps mode and and all the you know expansions put there and for it to have been on a service that i would already subscribe to pretty cost effective it's always been sitting there for years basically and i'm like i've got to get through this and then really what stirred me on was this alan wake 2 came out started getting very good reviews i was like right i do want to play that at some point let's just do the groundwork of control because there is an expansion that's tied to um, Alan Wake, in that it kind of delves a bit deeper into the mystery, and it comes up, and it's got its own, you know, its own expansion, kind of dedicated to part of that story. So I thought it'd be good to do this, explore the new content, take advantage of the new frames, and see where I stand at a later date with this game. Because initially, having played the original, I did, I did really like it, but the headline is I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to going in. And that's mm. not that's not a criticism because love is different from really like, but you know when you're looking at platinum standards, the word love needs to be kind of attached to the game. So spoiler, I ain't getting a platinum.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's surprising. But um, how do you feel about? But I was coming DLCs. in thinking it could be. This is where you got to be careful with it.
1: In my head, I was like, oh, this. In my head, I was thinking we've now with the sixty fps this. Tied to Alan Wake, this new way of, say new way of playing, where I'm going to dive deeper into the game and explore much more of it in depth rather than just skimming through the main campaign. This has some real potential. So in the back of my mind, it never quite got there. I was like, oh, that's interesting because I, I thought for all the world that this was a an easy slam dunk to be up in the, the real top echelon and have a chance at it, but never got close really.
0: oh Yeah, I think that's it's an interesting... Um... Initial thought, um, how do you feel about games being tied into one another, by the sounds of it, in the way that this is with Alan Wake then? I think it's cool in in most cases. Is it?
1: Well, yeah. Be- what saying- if I didn't want
0: to play Alan Wake? Hmm? What if I didn't want to play Alan Wake? You haven't got to play it then, have you? It's not,
1: you don't <laughs> need to know any of this stuff. It's not a need to know basis. It's like, it's there if you want it. And Remedy have, Remedy have said that all their games are set in the same universe. So there's always going to be a litany of Easter eggs and references. And mm-hmm. they, they reuse voice actors like the Max Payne voice actor is in control. They reuse different characters and reference things. They're always being a bit cheeky. Almost MCU. the po- kind of, but not shoved down your throat with garbage. <laughs> it's just like we'll make good to great games every few years. And then you kind of satisfied of it. So, I think if it is done right, it's fine. When you start requiring different. Because Alan Wake 2 and control are very different games. Alan Wake 1 and control are very different games. As is Max Payne, as was Mm. Quantum Break. They're all quite different. And I can see people that are kind of more. More. um, I guess it's not restricted, but people that don't really want to step outside their comfort zones won't necessarily want to play all those different types of games. Like, you're never going to play Alan Wake 2 because it's. You know, he's got horror elements to it. You probably yep. didn't want to play Control because it's a bit spooky at times. Same yeah. with Alan Wake too. But you probably would have played Quantum Break had that come up at the right time because that's an action adventure, like a third-person you know action game, no real mm. scary shit involved. So that's, I guess, my my thoughts on that. I think it's it's cool to do, um, but as long as you don't make it a necessity. And I think it's it, Control really is the center point of this universe as well, which is why I kind of really like it in that. Everything that kind of happens and goes on that's a little bit outside of reality is, is almost explained because control exists. Yeah. Um, because control basically sets up this this version of the world where you have this 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 Federal Bureau of Control, who are an agency that investigate paranormal and supernatural things. Yeah. And things like you know urban myths and whatnot are are in essence true in this reality. It's just that they they're directly tied to this kind of supernatural element that doesn't exist in real life so they kind of explain real life events through the world of control using and harnessing their their para they call it paranatural that's the exact terminology they use which wound people up i think but th- these paranatural goings on they kind of tie into the real world they then hook in other stories from the other games and they say oh here's an explanation of why these happened they, they do all the law all the groundwork is all here so if you delve into the franchises and delve into this this shared universe it all makes complete sense like it's like oh yeah this is now really cool the way they've logically explained it um, obviously it's paranatural slash supernatural so you're, the term logical might not be relevant to some people but it's a video game so we're living in a different world here so I, like I think overall the takeaway from incorporating multiple games and multiple things is that Control is like the the centre of all this, so it's really fun to unpick those things and see how they've done it. Um, but that does come at a cost, because there's a lot of read in this game, there's a lot of notes, and if you don't be reading that stuff, you inevitably miss stuff, and that's a, that's a problem in many ways. Uh, not for me, because I don't mind reading stuff, but I remember Adkins really liking this game, but had no idea what happened in the story he won't he won't read him things. I mean he can't read. It's not his fault, but it's <laughs> it's um it's one of those things. It's it's kind of its worst it's almost its worst enemy as well of it's as well of it's kind of one of its peaks for me in that it's so rich in lore and, and world building yet the vehicle chose to give that to the player is mm. is through reading. But there aren't really many alternatives this is the trouble because it's quicker to read yep. a little document than have someone tell you it, first of all. So it's a time mm. thing. Um, and you could voice things. like I know Mass Effect did that. That's really the best way to do it. Audio notes. And they do use these elements, but they lean so much on, on documents. Like it's a ridiculous amount of, of documents here to read. Some are important, some are not. But it's one of those things.
0: Whenever there's documents or notes in a game... I'll just shelve them mm. I ain't getting read it's, I ain't there do. to read a book I'm
1: there it sounds to like Biff though didn't it with these subtitled films that's a very Biff-like comment I'm not here to I read don't... a book do you know what he didn't like what's that one with um you know the robots in it the old one Blade Runner yeah he missed the whole point of that film because so he didn't read the opening little bit setting it up he went well I'm not here to read a book
0: there's oh. an optimum well, amount is what I would He's say. Like, I it. always read the bit at the beginning of Star Wars and that. That's fine. That's I'm the okay. worst. Yeah, but I'm fine with that because it's they set, setting up the story. That is a literal book. It's a scroll. It's shy. It is a scroll, yeah, but it's not length of a book. Whereas I don't know, I want the some film of these start. notes in a game, these fucking... Too quick, easy... these text. You can lose it. <laughs> got to be quicker. If you get left behind in that, you get you
1: can't catch you up. You got to be
0: on the ball. You know it's coming. Well. It's an established thing now. Do they do it but... for the side to it? I don't. I, don't know. Mm, I think the Mando might have had it at the start of like the first episode. I think
1: there's one about a planet, isn't there? Or named after a planet. What's I can't. I don't know. This is the trouble. Mm. Same with MCU gone in the drain.
0: A little bit too much, as usual. Too much it's Disney saturating the market. That's what they do I hadn't anyway. not any control of it all, didn't you? Um, so. Yeah, I think it's the. I prefer it when they talk and you can just carry on what you're doing. Like, mm. you will go play an audio note and it plays whilst you run into the next bit or whatever. Like, you that ain't for me to that, is.
1: Though. What's that? You ain't
0: listening to that properly. It's just going through your Subconscious and level. level. Mm. No, it goes in. It all goes in. No. I ain't sitting there reading through 25 fucking notes on. 25? It's just about 200, isn't yeah, I ain't doing it. So. Basically, it's fine. I'd rather have it in note form than not, but you don't it's not the ideal format for delivery, no, especially if there's a lot of it, is what I would say. No, it's, it's so
1: much of it as well. I have got the platinum um, in this and one of them is to pick up a, a stupid amount
0: of documents. I did. Um
1: but, and yeah, like uh, I say, it's not that all That kind of fits
0: into the law though. Like if you're investigating something, mm. you are picking up breadcrumbs. So and not everyone's recording I mean, how many voice logs do I call? None. No, Write well, exactly. it, down. it Doesn't make Fire sense.
1: These voice knocks These voice not. What's funny as well about the notes is that because you're walking around the, the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control, depending on where you pick the note up, i.e., who would have had access to that note, it will be redacted to a certain level. So if you yeah. like, if you like find it in a low level canteen, you know, by a low level worker that presumably had access to it, a lot of it's redacted. It's got like black lines through it. Mm. And then obviously you find stuff that's in higher security areas and it's less redacted because their, their clearance yeah. is higher. I quite like that little mm. detail of that, mm. but, it's nice but yeah, it's, it's not ideal. I would, uh, this, but you know, there's, the alternatives are more voice notes and Codexes like Mass Effect, which I think is the best mm. way to do it. But you know, it's not the end of the world. You sometimes have to meet these games halfway if you're going to if you want to be interested in the law, mm. because there's so much of it. It's it really is deep. So mm. get stuck in is what I say. Calm down, stop rushing through
0: things. So let's pull this back a little bit. No. What what is it about this game that you like? Like what what is it, no. A, that has made you go back to it, and B made you think that potential plats are on, on the cards.
1: Well the plat I knew wasn't particularly difficult. I didn't know what the roadmap was, but I'm sure I'd Sorry.
0: heard. I meant in terms of <laughs> grading. Oh,
1: um, I knew. So I, I remember really liking the setup and the story and the lore of it. Mm. And then I remember also really liking the gameplay, like just the core mechanics, the the weapon or the the service weapon you get that you can change into different types of weapons. So one of the one of the good things is you get one weapon, unlimited ammo, overheats. So that's sort of the restriction on it. Yeah, and you can swap it out into different moulds of that weapon so you can basically have a shotgun version of it you can have a handgun a sniper all that sort of stuff and you unlock that throughout the game and then you parlay that weapon with these powers that you get so the one that everyone would have seen if you've looked at any footage is the telekinesis so you can pick up objects and launch them at your your enemies um, You know, and you've got different enemies that are susceptible to being hit by objects rather than being shot at and you know, you've got this strategy that goes into it so I thought actually it's got everything it needs really it's got excellent Law and story potentially there, like really unique in that sense. This paranormal setting, this beautifully crafted setup of a world. You've got the tie into the other games, which now I was more familiar with because I'd sort of brushed up on the older games to understand just the places and because that's what they reference. They reference like Bright Falls, which is where Alan Wake takes place. And you're like, oh. There we go. And then you can pick up on things. And then the 60 FPS enablement on the consoles was a big thing as well because one of the things that was a bit of a slug about the PS4 version that I played, or it might have even been Xbox Series, or Xbox One, sorry, was it it was was capped at 30 FPS, which was fine-ish. But for this game, I thought 60 FPS would really unlock it like, and just give it a different level and that, that level of slickness that you'll get switching around, dashing around and frame things and shooting would just really upgrade it. So that's what I thought going in. And most of those, what I've said there is actually true. But the one thing I found that I was, I'd forgot, clearly, or thought I was just better than I was, is that, that it's, it's it's not it's not easy. And I don't want it to be easy, but it got to the point where you are this all-powerful person you're like adding abilities all the time you're increasing your strength you're putting ability points into trees and whatnot and yet when the going gets tough i.e you've got a boss you have to play like a coward like there were points where i was hiding behind things cowering taking like chipping away at bosses and i thought this is just a complete this goes against everything the game gives you to offer. You've got all these powers that you can control. And the great thing about the way the game's set up is the controller and the actions and the functions that you need to use all these powers are all easily accessible. You can use them all, you know, string them together basically with the shooting, with the other stuff. And when you get to a tough enemy, you just can't do that. At least I couldn't. You, you're constantly battling. Yes, it's... You know, it's it's a, it's a rewarding experience when you get past the boss but I think it just puts too much pressure on you as a player and you, I didn't feel like I was ever really felt like the true badass that my powers suggested I was like hiding behind waist high cover like cowering waiting for my health to replenish or just, and then just quickly pop up and shoot him once. And get, like, that's what it had to get to in a couple of the bosses and other, other encounters. Because you're really squishy. That's the problem of it. Your character... Mm. You can build your health out. You can add mods, as they're called, to give you more health or give you more health recovery, etc. But you take, like, two three hits, and you're on red, and you're one hit away from death. And it's like... I don't know whether they fought this through. I, they... I felt like they tried to, for whatever reason, decided that making the game challenging was more important than making you feel like you were really firing on all cylinders. And that's where the main sticking point for me was, is just that it became a little bit frustrating time and time again. My patience is low for nonsense like that. But I just felt like the game was just designed just slightly too difficult. I could have, you know, I could have tweaked the settings, couldn't I? In fact, you can well, gran- you can you can tr- tweak the settings at such a granular level, and get rid of like choose how much damage your attacks do, how much damage the enemies. But I'm not going through all that. So you mm. could tweak this into the game that I want, but default settings I always go with developers' intent, and that's what they served up. And I was like, hmm. And I know these people going, well, you're just a bad player, probably. <laughs> But at the same time, I still think you take too much damage, so it doesn't really matter. You're going to get hit, and you're going to get pants pulled down occasionally.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this before, where this is like a fine line between the challenge. It's heads up, asses from developers. Oh, let's make this hard. What? Stocks. I think you do want a sense of achievement when you do something. Like you, they, there has to. Largely but why can't be it just that? be me, just
1: absolutely obliterating a room event, like just absolutely just stringing all these moves together and just going bang, and that is fucking. I don't want to be hiding from this
0: thing. A stealth game, is it? Well, I don't, you tell me. So well, it's not. I guess if you think, you know, I'm not saying it's meant to be real, but well. you ain't gonna be some of the nonsense going on. Yeah. I know it's a tricky line to follow, but I guess there's a, you know, it would, a boss like that or bosses Mm. like that would be threatening to a human. Um, with however many powers you've got, you'd have expected, but but I think broadly, there's just a balance between difficulty and making something challenging at the right times. Mm. Um, Cause there's always some boss bullshit in any game I've played. There's boss bullshit that goes on. Yeah. I don't think I can recall any one where there's not boss bullshit. Um, either because their attack is too powerful or because you have to fucking pummel them so hard so many times. Like there's always some boss bullshit that goes down, but I like to know that there is a way of doing it. If that makes sense. Like, they've designed a way that I'm supposed to be doing it and I'm not doing it. I don't like it when I'm just, I don't feel like the game has given me ample opportunity to like level up enough or there's certain powers I need, or there's mm-hmm. like a certain gun I should have picked up that I should have had. Like as long as it, they get me there with the stuff I need and there's a way of doing it and I just have to figure it out. I'm okay. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it when things are just unnecessarily hard for no reason. Yeah. it's like why like why? there's no you're not making me do it just becomes a battle of attrition and i don't like that it's like i'll just wear you down if i just sit here or if i just come out and pummel you with this and then hide away And like there's got to be a mechanic or a way of doing something that is satisfying to um get off essentially yeah, I think is where I'm at. yeah and it's what doesn't help
1: is that some bright spark in the design phase decided that your checkpointing will be related to these very specific areas that are in in the game. So each sort of level has maybe three or four control points, they're called. And every time you die, you go back to this control point, the last one you've touched. So inevitably, as I've I've said this before with other games, where you've got a boss battle, okay? Mm. There's nothing else left. You've just got to do the boss battle. Rather than putting you... Right outside the room, or right next to that boss bow, it puts you back to the nearest checkpoint, which isn't always yeah. close by. I mean, it's not—it's mm. not twenty minutes away, but it's still just a waste of twenty seconds running there. And sometimes it will spawn enemies on the way there, and you're like, "Oh fuck off!" Yeah. So that's that's completely random. So that doesn't help. Again, if I could just jump back into it and try again straight away, I'd be—it'd be, it'd be mm. less of a less of a faff and a hassle. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I, I look at something like Final Fantasy 16, which wasn't really challenging, but the bosses would push back and you, there was a certain way of beating them. You'd work out the weakness in that. But throughout that, you felt empowered because you had all these cool, amazing icon things that you could do and these these summons mm. and all this good stuff. Whereas this control has its version of that, has a lot of cool things you can do, but you you, you just couldn't... It never felt like I was strategizing to beat the boss. It was more like, I'm just staying out of trouble long enough to wear it down. Yeah. And it was probably three of the, three of the sort of side bosses that were the, some of the worst. And that coupled with the checkpoint, I think just got up my nose more than it should have done. And sometimes the encounters you die as well. Like it was just spawning a load of shit and you just get caught blindsided completely. And then before you know it, you're down on one shot before you die. And you're like, well, I'm in a real pickle here. Um, Sometimes you claw it back and it's really, that's good, but yeah. it, it kind of, every time you're under pressure, you have to sort of shell up a bit rather than just going on the offense and picking up things and chucking bodies at people. There's all this tons of cool stuff you can do. And really for the most part you can, but for whatever reason, they decided to try and like block the player at certain levels with with boss encounters that um, that just get a bit messy as well. Like it all feels a little bit random and a little bit messy, and sometimes the boss will be fucking impossible. The next time they fucking stand there like a burke and you're like, "Well, I've just got three easy hits here." So mm. it's all a bit. It's, it, get, it does just get a bit messy at times, <clears throat> and it's not a it's not a complete failure. But I just I just felt like they they tweaked the game with a different philosophy mm. of enjoyment, experience, and empowerment rather than challenge at specific points i would have personally enjoyed that experience more because it does give you so many tools to unleash and and to 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 play on you want to talk to any of those fun tools i will well i think the telekinesis one is is the main one just be able to pick up objects and chuck them at people Mm -hmm. pick up bodies and whatnot i don't want to go into too many of them i think some of them are quite late on in the game when you get them Right. But needless to say, you'll get you know the ability to shield as well, and other exciting things, and dash around. And you've got an energy bar that you kind of need to manage, um, and then you've got your your director's gun, as I mentioned, a service weapon which you can choose the loadout or, t- or I guess, type of firing ability that's going to have you've got mods that you can apply to each of the service weapon types or the service weapon molds so you can increase the power the accuracy the rate of fire whatever makes sense for you for that type of weapon and then you've got personal mods that you can attach that will give you perhaps more energy recovery that will give you more overall energy that will give you more health that will make the health pickups there's no regenerating health over time you have to pick it up by defeating enemies so that's a conundrum sometimes you know do I go out to cover whilst I'm weak to try and pick up the, the health? You can choose to add a mod that increases that by 60%, so you need less of it. And there's all this... A lot of experimentation is almost required. I think that's what I learned during some of the boss battles is that you have to sometimes tweak your setup of your, your, either your weapon loadout you're y- using and or the personal mods that make sense for that particular um, boss which I suppose in, in some ways is, is a good little thing to overcome. But also, I'm not sure that was the silver bullet. I think I just got lucky eventually. And I don't think that was the real solution. It was just, you just eventually get through it, as you do with many games. But um, yeah, I saw what I say on powers. Let people find out most of it. It's good fun, though. And the, the best thing is that the way the control scheme is set up on the controller, like it's, Fantastic, you can access everything just from you know, you have, to, you have to open up a fucking radial wheel and slow things down. I was literally stretching. just about the, to say
0: that n- it n- fucking winds me up when it's like, hold on, let me just in the middle of battle just try and figure out which one of these, even if it like stops the game, essentially, it's still just such a poor way of doing it. It really annoys me. Those yeah. wheels,
1: the only, the only thing you have to do if you want to change your service weapon to anything, you can choose two presets and switch between those. But if you want to change one of the presets, you have yeah. to go into the pause menu and do that. That's that's kind of the only restriction. But all the powers that you end up receiving you know, are just accessible with a button press or a combination of buttons. So that's mm. for a game that's called Control, I don't know if that was on purpose, they really have made the controls of the game super slick. So yeah. once you get at one with those and start getting your combos in and figuring out what works and what doesn't work, you can absolutely do some devastating damage until you hit these bosses. And then you got hide behind a bit of cover, and pot shot them. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'll tell you one boss actually is a one boss that fires yeah. things at you. It's in the centre. Can't get to it. You have to throw things at it. Yeah. Throughout the the game, it will spawn minions as well. Another real botherance to me. If your boss fights aren't exciting enough on their own, then don't be spawning minions to make it more difficult. Like make the boss more exciting. Slightly different in this one because I think they. Th- I think they think they're doing you a favour in that if you kill them, you will get health pickups. Health bank. Yeah. But I ain't buying that. You could just do it on damage of the boss, and it could spit out the health packs, couldn't it? Like every time you hit the boss, it could throw three of those out, and you haven't got to worry about it. Any case, there's this, uh, three or four times I went through this process, and I was like, right, I've got the. I think I understand what I've got to do. Blah blah blah. There's these minions that are coming out, and they're the annoying, explodey fucks, as I call them, the ones that run at you and just explode next to you because you're yeah. such a fucking squishy piece of shit you just two of those and you're dead anyway the time that i did it uh those things spawned but for some reason just ignored me you know when i was talking about the randomness and getting lucky yeah. that's the that's the time i did it they 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 went under sort of below my sight of vision and never came back and because i never killed them it never spawned anymore so yeah. i was able just to annihilate the boss dodge its attacks and killed it and that's why, when I say about the boss battle, not really, yes, it was an achievement to beat it, but I didn't I didn't beat that one. it just the game crapped itself and mm-hmm. ended up giving me an easy ride. <coughs> um, so I don't know what, what sparked that particular fault, but that <laughs> boss in particular, I just remember thinking, this is, I'm glad I'm past this. I didn't want to play it. I didn't want to keep doing this. But mm. the way in which I got there didn't feel satisfying because I didn't get yeah. that I've beaten it because I, I noticed those fucks were trapped underneath me. And I was like, well, I ain't going to kill them because they're... They're gonna come back and give me give me a headache. So the game's own randomness tucked itself up there
0: and ended up walking through that one. It's interesting how it is random like that, because mm. like in terms of giving people strats, or if you looked at a how to beat sort of thing, like I'm not saying everyone would have a different experience, but there's no kind of like, oh, these will spawn next, or oh, it will nah. do this next necessarily. It's kind of a bit bit of a strange way of doing it and for you trying to play that you go oh next time they spawn i'll know they're coming and i'll chuck this at them or i'll do that yeah um and if for whatever reason that doesn't happen or it it happens differently it kind of throws you and you're like well which one of these scenarios is it going to be next time like it's an unusual way of doing a boss fight normally things happen very sequentially yeah um well i think they do it's just
1: that for some reason the ai on these minions got trapped somewhere they shouldn't have done And therefore took them out of the equation, so one element of the fight was gone. I was like, okay, yeah, that can happen, I guess. But that's my point. If you start introducing minions and you haven't got their AI sound, you're always going to have that risk they get, they fucking blow it for you. But in general, I'm totally against toot coming along for the ride in boss battles. It's really a pet peeve of mine, along with fast travel not being explained. Which to controls credit, they explain it. It's brilliant nothing special they just mention it literally it's a throwaway c- conversation you can have as an optional and your character just talks about oh i can teleport between these control points you know what's going on and They was like uh you shouldn't be able to do that and they sort of recognize that you're, there's something special about your, your character at that point but most people won't even notice that but the fact they had it in there because i was using it and i was like hmm hmm, this isn't ideal is it we're just teleporting around the map magically but it's recognised in the world. So I like, okay, perfect. I'm using this little network they've built and uh, we're travelling around. So that's what I hey, mean. Catering you into Ronnie. Well, they've got some people there catering to him. They've got others trying to annoy him. Yeah. He's a tricky character to please So that, Ronnie. You can't want, always get it right. Just give me logic. Just
0: explain things. Details Everything matter. So I think we've kind of broadly touched. I still want to dig into this. Why do you think of it so highly? So, there's abilities and there's fun stuff to do, but why? What is it? You know, is it graphically amazing or is it the story? Is it the lore? Like, what is it that it's, makes you in your brain rate it so highly or is it just a combination of everything?
1: It's the it's the, it's the core mechanics, the action mechanics are excellent. Mm. And as I mentioned, the controls in how you act and use them are top draw. Then you've got this super interesting lore layer dropped on top which really i think adds to anything remedy does now there's always there's always a way to tie it back to control which is which is clever yeah um it's funny like it actually is a funny game right and it's it's quite dry but you essentially when you're talking to characters it will it will sometimes cut to your the, the main character you're playing and you'll get like her her internal thoughts of what's going on and they are just hilarious. She's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, does he? And then he says something where he clearly doesn't straight afterwards and you're like, yes, that's quite funny. But the characters you meet along the way are are, are really good. It's, it is funny and it's really well acted in terms of the voice acting. So story-wise, lore-wise, character-wise and then just core basic gameplay is really good. So it had the potential to really do... Some gangbusters type ratings, but it kind of let itself down a little bit. I think with the the overall design in terms of the the difficulty being a bit of a spiking at, at, in areas that I didn't agree with, and the checkpoint is not a good idea. And there, I did have a couple of bugs where I had to restart a checkpoint because I had killed everything in the room, but it hadn't recognized it. I'd it happened to be having twice, and that time it was fine. The second time it happened, I reloaded the checkpoint twice, did the encounter, it didn't work, and I was like, hmm. Shut the game down, reloaded it, and it worked. And I was like, right. So just a little bit clumsy at times. Sloppy. I mean, it's been out long enough for this sort of stuff to have been picked up. You know, we're talking two, three years after it's been re-released, this, mm. this sort of took should be ironed out. But needless to say, I was unlucky enough to encounter it in my 34 hours of play.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, what can you say? <laughs> sort it out. It's uh, It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, it's not unfortunate. It's a bug. But um, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's not the end of the world, but I still had like to do that encounter again, mm. which was annoying.
0: Yeah. It's not what you really want. No. Um. So is there anything else you kind of wanted to call out here before we... Enter the gallery. I will just say
1: the expansions that I've played through, like AWE is the one that's kind of related around Alan Wake, is is good. Like They introduce some new mechanics for you to, to do in terms of combat and they lean into the darkness theme that Alan mm-hmm. Wake has um, throughout his games. And then the foundation is much more of a, a lore-based expansion about it's called the old house or the oldest house i think it's called the the center of which the fbc is located and you get a bit more story about that and you know previous directors who had taken over that place it introduces some new mechanics you know there's one where you can like bring out platforms like these crystals that are in the in the foundation area to to platform over and there's another one where you can shoot through and break the crystals to go through tunnels that you couldn't do particularly and you you can get access to those throughout there, but they don't, you know, don't change the game fundamentally, but they were both good little additions. Um, Particularly the Alan Wake one. That's, you know, it's clearly there to, it was clearly there, sorry, to to tease Alan Wake two, which is, which is good to see. Like now, now when I go into that game, I'm going to have a little bit more, um, you know, understand of what's happened and, uh, yeah, it was just it was just kind of fun to play through those two bits because that, that was all new content to me. Um, and I was surprised how much memory I'd retained from my original playthrough. I kind of remembered almost everything in the base game. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this. Oh, yeah, I remember mm. doing this. You think all that stuff evaporates way after a few years, but it
0: hadn't. So that's about it. Very nice. So you're happy to move into the gallery at this point? Yep, gallery. Okay. Well, do we still introduce the bin or...? We've well, something, do not we?
1: I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day.
0: What well, bin... about taking it away?
1: Well, because a bin to me is something that you throw in the bin because you haven't finished. You bin it.
0: What do you think of that? <laughs> so you don't like... When we, bin... say, sorry, when we say someone's binned some something... Of repository.
1: Just saying a bin should perhaps be someone like Biff who gets f- halfway through a game and then bins it because I ain't playing that anymore. There's a way of... Recognising those shitters, I don't know. I'm not for anything else. So you know, this ain't this this ain't this is going to get rated. So this not a concern. Yeah, so I think this is a case
0: of where it where it gets uh, put in your gallery as opposed to in the bin. So I'll let you introduce that.
1: Yeah. So Control Ultimate Edition on the PS. have it
0: logged. What you previously graded, or did not get a grading? Uh, um, yeah, I think I am
1: pretty sure I did. I can probably find it here if I can remember what fucking year it was. That's the, that's the main
0: difficulty trying to find. Search across tabs, cross tab. He Yeah, when you do Control F mm-hmm. and find, oh, you yeah, can do within sheets, workbook, workbook within sheets. Yeah. Yeah. There it is in my
1: in my my replays projects. There it is. There, yeah. Oh anyway, I gave it a silver last time.
0: Right, okay. Interesting. That just sets in the sets the benchmark, mm. I'd say, for what this might get. So, does Control get the same or better or worse? You'd be surprised if it managed to get worse, but remains to be seen. It gets itself a silver. It re- remains in that
1: silver cool, category. 60
0: FPS graphical upgrades, DLC, and it still
1: sits on the silver. Well, I did think by digging deeper into it, I'd get more out of it. And I kind of did, right. but... the short, another grade stuff. Yeah, not Yeah, and, mm. you know, I'd, I'd again, it's one of those things where I'd set it up in my head to be better than mm. what it was. And sometimes you just got to be honest and say, yeah, it was still very, very good. Was it great? That's sort of the word I always think in my head. Was it great to get a gold? No. Was it something that I'm gonna love forever and ever? Not ever and ever, but for a long time, to get a platinum? No. Therefore it's still very, very good and comes highly recommended. But in my own personal ratings or rankings or gradings, it sits on a it sits on a silver and the expansions were nice and all, but they weren't blow away successes in terms of like, oh so it kind of sits where it was before. Definitely the version to play, though, or the PC version if you've got access to it. And comes recommended if you want just a nice out-and-out action game. Just you know, hold on to your hat when you hit these bosses that they've decided to make more difficult than they need to be because they will sting you and you won't feel like the all-powerful badass that you've been throughout a lot of the game. You'll be humbled and be forced to hide and take pot shots at these fucks. I, know, uh, look, I could have, maybe I didn't use my shield enough. Who knows? But I don't be trusting those shields. They break. So I don't want to get stung with that. And it uses energy. So that was one thing. Hard to say. Wow. I'm sure there's people out there that have annihilated it. But yeah, Silver Control Ultimate Edition. Close it down, shall I? Yes. Idle Game Chat is up for. Another edition, nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da.